0: So I've been thinking a lot about what sustainability is, just like I posed in, you know, that question in the very first episode. What is sustainability really? And the more I have been researching the idea of what sustainability is, I think the less I understand exactly what it is. Like if you can put a a pin in what sustainability is, it seems like you can define it completely differently. Based on the industry that you're in, based on the people you're talking to, or the culture you come from, or whatever. It, it, it just seems to mold and change shape all the time. And when I research the ideas within things like sustainable industry and sustainable, even just like sustainable housing, clothing, um, things like that, I... I Keep coming back to the people behind it. That really always seems to come back to people, this idea of sustainability. And that's interesting. So you're focusing around individuals. Well, okay, if you're coming back to people every time you start to look at these concepts, no matter what the industry or or field, there's got to be something to that so i started looking into things like you know just coexistence the idea of interdependence this communal relationship the idea that you can be independent and have your needs fully met and you also contain the ability to meet your own needs in the process here but you can also you also have the strength to and the wherewithal to look at those around you individually and otherwise and say and and be able to say i'm here for you you have space i give you space to do the things you need to do also i'm able to hold that when i need to while taking care of myself and to some people it might sound simple to me it has been a struggle my whole life to hold myself up and hold up other people around me because the idea of existing to me is heavy enough as it is have you met 2020 i mean we had a hard time just existing and some of us still are so today we are back hello there and we're going to talk a bit About the idea of rebuilding oneself. Because when it comes to developing a community that can actually function together. We have to be able to function individually, right? And the way I see it. Is if we have to get down and dirty and really get down to the self. And define that and. Come to terms with it. We've really got to dig deep and we've got to get personal. And I have spent many months coming to terms with that and exactly what that means and getting comfortable with the idea of being uncomfortable because it is uncomfortable getting into the self, really, truly understanding and actualizing the self, who you are, what you are, and what you can be, whatever that means. So, today is a day of new beginnings for the podcast. It's a day of a new vibe for the podcast. And I'm really thrilled to be here, and I'm thrilled that I'm able to participate in some way regarding sustainability, regarding the message of building a culture that could be more sustainable than it currently is in whatever way that might mean to you because we get into all kinds of things here so i think that's enough waiting around i've done quite a bit of it and i think it's about time yeah to get (laughs) to get really into the self and to understand what it's like to actualize oneself to even participate in the idea of a culture that might be able to be sustainable at some point maybe hopefully maybe so I'd say let's get into it here on episode 16 tearing it down This is the Sustainable Culture Podcast. My name is Jet. Welcome back, guys. This has been a long time coming. I've been mulling over for a long time how I wanted to approach coming back and actually talking about sustainability again. And eventually, I ended up deciding that uh, doing video was a bit too much for me. Uh, You'll notice that this episode is not going to be released. It's not uh, released on YouTube, and it won't be released on YouTube It's just going to be audio from now on. I've just been deciding uh, what I'm capable of according to the rest of my life and my work life and things like that. And it's just seemed a lot smarter and more realistic to take the video editing aspect out of my life because it is much more time-consuming than simply audio editing. And just take that out. Maybe I can approach that later. But for now, I want to talk about sustainability and I can always do that in the way that I started doing it and that is to simply post a podcast audio only to all these different outlets so here I am and here I am doing the same thing again so what have I been up to during this time well a lot of resting a lot of working a lot of different just kind of regular life stuff a lot of inner work a lot of self-work a lot of that kind of stuff, and we're going to get into that, but I've also been very passively on the side whenever I have time working on a website for the Sustainable Culture Podcast. It will come out quite, quite soon. My plan is next week, as early as next week, and it's just going to be a nice central place to go for everything sustainable culture related. My dream for the website is to, you know, you can go to the website and you can buy stickers and you can uh, buy patches and you can buy different things like that. If you want, you could donate to the podcast if you want. These are future goals and future plans, but to start with, a website, period, uh, would be an improvement. So uh, working on that, and that should be out next week, at least that's my hope. And so working on a website, that's going to be pretty cool. I'd like to thank Hannah Meek, my good friend Hannah Meek over at Meek Media House, by the way, because uh, she designed said website. and. Uh, has probably been wondering why in the world it hasn't been published yet and it would like to see her work. And <laughs> I, I might be completely assuming too much here. But yeah, there is a website. It is go- uh, very nice looking and it's going to be released uh, hopefully by next week. The other thing that's been going on is I actually got invited to co-host a trash pickup that I did not organize. And that was pretty cool. I didn't expect it the folks over at Civic Engagement Alliance partnered up with myself and Love Lives Here, and we actually went out and cleaned up along I-90 between Post Falls and Coeur d'Alene. That was uh, in mid-April, April 17th. We met up, up at Treaty Rock uh, in Post Falls, and we went and cleaned for several hours, and it was honestly wonderful to see how many people came. There was like 30-plus people that showed up. Very cool to have a good turnout like that. Dare I say people were getting itchy in their houses (laughs) and just wanted to get out and do something perhaps. I don't know, but the turnout was amazing and I was really stoked to see how many people wanted to go pick up trash uh, out in the sun and everything. And we ended up picking up so much stuff. I mean, we filled up, my group of just three people, Uh, we went and picked up, we did seven full-size you know, those big industrial size bags. We filled up seven of those in like two hours or something like that. So um, be looking out for more pickups in Coeur d'Alene and in Post Falls. I'm gonna be posting stuff on our Twitter page. We have a Twitter page, by the way. Follow me there on SCP Jet, Um, just S-C-P Jet. Any news about trash pickups and any other events or any new episodes or any, any news period, I plan on ultimately just on like releasing it through the Twitter page. So go to the Twitter page and follow it SCP Jet, Sustainable Culture Podcast Jet. And just go find me there and then I can share all the stuff and you guys can see all the stuff. So again, that is SCP Jet. Go find that on Twitter. And I don't know how to really tweet, I'm not a tweeter. I'm really out of the pro status field when it comes to social media not even close to one of those people that understands effectively use it and things like that but I am trying my darndest and and it's gonna happen and I just want to be able to share information with you guys so yeah go follow that and that way you can hear about stuff so I mentioned in the intro that we're talking about sort of a different take on interdependence and to talk about interdependence, you have to talk about independence first. Independence being the status that we have to get to past codependence. This is post-codependence. Now we all start out as codependent beings when we're babies. We obviously depend on people around us, our parents, you know, to keep us alive and, and all that good stuff. And we depend on people for most of our lives. Some of us never exit the codependence status. But the idea is to get to this idea of independence, right? We're always talking about independence. We're an independent nation. Uh, There's something that is a topic that we talk about all the time. And the idea of interdependence is this step after independence. You've come to terms with yourself. You know how to take care of yourself. You know how to handle your own and stand up on your own two feet. Interdependence being this sort of wholly ideal, if you will, of, you know, what you can accomplish if you're able to not only take care of yourself, but also in the process, have the strength to hold up other people around you when and if that might be needed. And I mean, that's, that's the core of a healthy relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship, whether it's a friend relationship, or just conversing with someone that you've never met before. Being able to just handle yourself and understand what that means and navigate all that, that's something that I'm still trying to figure out. But to get there, we've got to really dig in and look at ourselves, right? We've really got to look at the self in order to provide this, our little piece of the puzzle of a sustainable culture. If we expect a culture to sustain itself into the future and we expect a community to just magically, I guess like we could say, get along, for lack of a better term, and, you know, create this future together. We've got to be able to work together. The problem that we're seeing right now, at least m- from my observation, is we've got a culture of folks who some of us agree, some of us disagree. And if we disagree, it's like impossible to get together and get past that point. And my theory, at least in my life, the harder it is for me to get along with someone, the more I'm avoiding something about myself that needs to be dealt with. And it's been a very vulnerable experience taking time to actually bother to dig into those indicators and... You know dig out what some of that might mean so when i talk about tearing it down i'm talking about this idea of identifying your own well for me it was identifying my own brokenness my incompleteness um that i want to talk a little bit more about and understanding that my self with a capital s my being was already enough i already had everything that i needed to accomplish the things that I needed to accomplish in my own life. So when I talk about tearing it down, I'm referring to this idea of really assessing (laughs) what your, uh, what I'm going to call a remodel, what your remodel might need to look like for me seeing my own self, my own image as something that needed work, a structure that was falling apart <laughs> for different reasons, I had to, in order to be able to build myself up to this goal of interdependence, this being that can actually hold himself up and those around him, that's the, that's the piece I want to play in our society. In order to get to that point, I had to look at the structure that was holding myself up and understand that it was falling apart at its foundation and that the foundation itself was actually cracking and crumbling. So for me, an entire remodel, a whole tearing it down process was necessary. Hence our name of the episode today, Tear It Down. So that's what I want to look at today. That idea, that sort of realization that I had of noticing what was necessary on a very personal very micro level in order to you know get any further and start talking about sustainable things like you know even even things like city planning and you know home you know community development and things like that you, you can't really get into that stuff unless you understand that people can work together so i'm going to try and frame what i'm talking about here with five main things that i noticed throughout the course of the last few years uh, according to my own experience and you can kind of apply if any of this applies to you you can kind of apply your own experiences Um, and if none of this relates to you it this is just a story to listen to (laughs) Um, so for me the first thing I noticed was that something was actually kind of off something was incomplete first off if you know me if you've met me for a really long time in my life, for in many different outlets, I have really thrown myself at things. I was in a band when I was like 19 and younger and just like and I was touring the United States and just was that was my entire identity. That was every single thing that you needed to know about me was I was in a band <laughs> and that was my entire life. I wanted that to be my whole self, my whole identity that's what I wanted was to be the music guy the band guy it it ended up changing life has a way of totally changing I ended up getting involved in this really involved like uh, sales job that I just threw myself at did really well at it but it was like it, it it just again it was like I couldn't quite find uh you know the real thing I couldn't find the thing it was just you know I I I was doing well at something, but it just didn't, you know, the The fact is life changed, moved away from that. I was not able to keep these things going. It wasn't really what was the thing. I don't know how else to describe that. That wasn't it. Um, I ended up doing all kinds of other stuff. Um, life kind of got crazy for a bit because I ended up going through a huge divorce and that was awful. It was one of the worst experiences of my whole life. And That sent things into quite a spiral for a long time. And, you know, understanding that I was a person that could be broken, that I had been more broken than I had thought was possible. Um, Understanding that I was a person that had no clue what to do, you know, and also understanding that I was a person where my sense of like self had been wrapped up in other things other than myself. If that makes any sense. My sense of self was not wrapped up in myself. My sense of self was wrapped up in music. It was wrapped up in a sales job. It was wrapped up in, you know, I, I got into environmental activism for a short time. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't stay sane. I couldn't keep myself together at the honest extent that I needed to keep myself together so understanding that something was incomplete was my first big thing that I had to come into noticing and really being able to say out loud something is not right with me and I have no idea what that means or how to come to terms with that I had to figure out how to say that out loud (laughs) That was my first thing. I, I I had to realize that it was okay to not know who or where I was spiritually and emotionally. I had absolutely no idea and I thought I knew. And this was when I was turning 30, guys. This is all when I was turning 30, early 30s. I'm 33 now. And it was just it's hard to even explain other than just the fact that I just, I didn't know no idea. So, so coming to terms with just the noticing that I didn't know anymore, I didn't know anything anymore. That was so scary. It was so scary. It was completely the most vulnerable thing I've ever had to do. And it was the first and most important step into you know, coming into a self-actualization that allowed me to stand on my own two feet into this idea of independence. So noticing, so that first thing, noticing that something was missing led me to the second thing I noticed. And that was that I needed to accept for myself, I can't speak for anybody else on this one. I needed to accept that I couldn't, control or force anything into existence you know by by getting so involved in things i was grabbing the bull by the horns so to speak and i was trying so hard to make those things who i was (laughs) somehow i was trying to make something that wasn't me me which is just weird to say out loud but In other words, I can't force my life to happen. It just happens. Like, after noticing my patterns of throwing myself into things and really trying to force stuff into existence, I realized that making it happen wasn't really an option anymore. I mean, I could try some more. You know, it was an option. I could continue trying to make things happen. I could continue trying to be better at sales and move up more in the company, and I could, you know, get a better wage that way. I could continue trying to tour and do more music stuff and and get our name out there. I could continue trying in terms of environmental activism, which to an extent I'm still interested in. That's a different type thing. But I could still try to make these things who I was. That was an option. I could also try something else that was also, it is also, was also an option. I could also try to perhaps just imagine what that would look like. You know, one thing was certain in this sort of shroud of uncertainty that I was taking a look at. My mindset really, really needed this remodel that I was kind of alluding to earlier. But my foundation as I mentioned, was completely crumbling. It was totally cracked at the, at the bottom of everything. The building, the structure within which my values and my whole life was supposed to be built around, it was, all of it was compromised because I was building something on a foundation that was 100% crumbling. My integrity was compromised. So in my case, everything really needed to go. I needed to 100% reassess, hang on, who's Jet again? How does Jet be again? What are are Jet's rules again? (laughs) How does this work? How do I human? How do you do it? (laughs) So I had to figure out how to just exist, essentially. And the first thing that I knew 100% to be true was that I had to look at that structure that I'm talking about and I had to completely and totally demolish it and start from scratch. And that was huge for me. It was huge for me. But it was a time of enormous sacrifice. It was a time of absolute heartbreak and some of the hardest emotional... And spiritual processing I've ever had to do. So. Tearing it down. Yeah. The third thing I noticed. Was that intentionally tearing it down. Even if it. Makes you look. And feel crazy. Is what needs to happen. (laughs) Like my. My deconstruction experience was. Was completely shattering to my very sense of self like I as I mentioned I had to completely re-identify what it was that was me and this process looks different for everybody I mean for me it was huge but what does it look like for you if you know what I'm talking about and you're seeing this like pattern in your life where you're it's not quite right it's not the thing and you're at this point maybe of going, okay, the structure around myself, this idea of who I am, something isn't right, something needs to be done. Is it, it could be something as small as, you know, reorganizing the furniture in this metaphorical room that you're in. It could be something so simple as, while we're in this metaphor, it could be something as simple as painting the walls. Maybe you don't need to completely restructure your life and start from scratch. Maybe you didn't screw up as badly as I did for 10 years or, or more. Maybe, maybe not. Joe Dispenza talks about losing your mind to create a new one. And I love that idea. I think that perhaps he's talking about a, a more drastic experience than some folks might need. For me, that was quite true you know my faults were beginning to become my lib- my liberation really in this in this way by understanding that i had to actually intentionally tear it down and completely start from scratch i knew that it was going to lead to something but the terrifying thing was i didn't know what so it was just it was just really really scary it was really hard that whole process And and what did this look like for me on a more pragmatic level, by the way? Well, I was in a very serious relationship that I was starting to notice like my own patterns of behavior and and way of being. And the fact that I had been through divorce before, you start to notice these patterns in your life, right? And for me, it was sacrificing this idea of security that I had told myself for a long time was this way to be and that was you be in a relationship you have a steady job and you have dreams that you're pursuing and that sounds really nice but if you're avoiding everything about what makes you you and you're not dealing with the crumbling foundation that's underneath what makes you you none of that can be accomplished and none of it makes sense and none of it can go towards building a sustainable community. So here's this guy who's trying to (laughs) build a sense of self, talk about sustainable communities. And in the meantime, he's letting his own foundation just crumble. (laughs) Way to go, dude. So these faults of mine were becoming my liberation in the way that I decided to actually act on them. So as I was saying, I ended up deciding, you know what? I need to completely I need to be single. I need to figure out what's going on there. I need to be able to have time to assess myself. I need to be able to I just started literally just breaking things down, making things more minimal. You know, my life had been so busy, you know, I'll have several jobs and I'll, you know, be involved in a music thing and then I'll go and be involved With this friend group over here and then I'll go and be involved with an environmental activist group and then I'll sleep for like very little per night. I'll work all the time. I'll have no free time and I'll just avoid working on myself and maybe by avoiding working on myself I'll find my identity in something else and maybe after I find my identity in something else it'll all be okay because those things are going to make me happy. but you, I, I needed to make myself happy. <laughs> and it was the other things that weren't working. So this one, this third noticing point is a bit of a ramble because it's really just the act of tearing it down. It's the act of just blowing everything up, which leads, of course, to the next thing I noticed. And that was that I had to accept, I really just had to accept my apparent brokenness For what it was and look at it and honor that stage of my life you know we talk a lot about well we really don't actually this is the problem I was about to say we talk a lot about grief actually we don't talk about grief we don't talk about grief at all (laughs) I I, there's a a gentleman named Francis Weller who is a grief expert and I'm just starting to get into his stuff if you haven't heard of Francis Weller check him out Um, he wrote a book called The Wild Edge of Sorrow I really want to read it but he is a, a guy who is a, a grief expert of sorts, and I forget his title that he has for himself. but he, he essentially ta- he talks a lot about how, you know, we really don't talk about grief in our Western world in the US. We, what we do talk about, if we talk about grief at all, is the idea of enduring it and just holding on until it's over, and just covering yourself up and just hunkering down until. You know, if you have to cry, cry. If you have to, if you have to endure the cry, you know, go ahead or whatever. But I had to kind of realize that like surrendering to that grief, opening myself up to it was much more useful than than just trying to tough it out. And pretend that I could just, you know what, I'm just, you know, suck it up and we're going to be okay. It's fine. Pick myself up. It's going to be cool. Yes, you have to pick yourself up from these moments in your life. You have to get up and dust yourself off eventually. I mean, to me, I just had to honor this period. This was such a big period for me. You know, I just had to honor this moment. Wow. I tore the house down. I tore it all down. There used to be a structure here. There used to be a self here and now there's not anything there (laughs) what how does that work how do i start rebuilding that was the key was was just destroying it all and so like honoring that destroyed status was so big that was such an in-between step. It's kind of like, to me, it kind of makes me think of, you know, if you're going to, we don't ever talk about how, if, you know, you're trying to uh, start, end an old habit and start a new habit. Joe Dispenza, to mention him again, he talks a lot about how you can't start a new habit without ending the old habit, right? So when we talk about ending an old habit and starting a new habit, there's an in-between step there between the old habit existing And the new habit existing. And that is when the old habit dies and nothing exists. And then the new habit exists. So that in-between state was something I needed to honor. Pete Rollins says, if you cannot speak your brokenness, your brokenness will speak for you. Definitely something that we've all, perhaps, maybe all of us, maybe some of us haven't seen this. But we've seen folks who spew their brokenness all over the place and leave it for everybody else to clean up. Are you one of those people? (laughs) I was for a while. I am sometimes still. If you're not regarding something and not honoring something, it's going to figure out a way to get out somehow or another. So finally, noticing all of this, The last thing that I kind of realized in this course of self-actualization was maybe doing didn't really help much. Maybe the idea of doing stuff, you know, we're like, what's next? What do I do now? Do I start building? What do I do now? Yeah, you need to build back up. But maybe doing wasn't really what was helping. Remember how I was trying to force everything into existence? Take the bull by the horns. Maybe that wasn't helping. (laughs) Maybe the doing aspect wasn't really doing much. Being is what I was trying to figure out how to do. I was just trying to be. Exist. You ever try and just exist? You ever just sit there and just exist? I'm serious. Do you ever just exist like that's it? Like... Those of you who can't stand silent, and I know some of you, you can't just sit still for a minute and just without a word. (laughs) You got to think of something. You got to tinker with something. Maybe you got to speak. You ever sit in the elevator with those people that can't possibly sit in the silence? They have to start up a conversation about something. The weather. How slow the elevator is. (laughs) They just can't sit there. Existing. Just that's it. Sitting there. Being. Being. Some of you are probably like, yeah, okay, (laughs) you exist. Get over it. But to me, I mean, that's a big deal to me. I mean, when I figured out, when I finally figured out how big a deal that was, I haven't stopped freaking out about it. Like just the idea of being a person that's just supposed to be whole and be self-actualized and function properly in society and somehow like not have problems. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. So I had to I couldn't build anything without understanding what existing meant, like really understanding the gravity of that. And it's just funny how simply being really in this way that I'm framing it does feel like doing. It feels like a thing you have to do. And I and maybe the liberation of that whole step is not doing. Maybe the idea here is in order to build yourself up, you do have to do certain things in order to like take care of yourself. You do have to make efforts, read books, research things if you want, listen to people. These are all th- acts of things. But I think a, a huge piece that I missed was the not doing aspect. Maybe I don't have to do anything. Maybe there, I don't have to do anything. Maybe just being is something I missed the memo on how to do. Is this making any sense? I hope so. Being. That's the structure, I think. That's the structure. How do you just be? And I think if we can kind of get to a status of just successfully existing and being okay with what that means the fact that we might have brokenness the fact that some of us might have an issue talking to other people maybe some of us might not have an issue talking to other people and we need to take example from those people i don't know what it looks like for you for me the story i've told you today this Things I notice that I'm talking about, I'm realizing how much this has to do with getting together, building a community, rebuilding a structure. Because we can do these things, if we can figure out how to do these things on the micro, then we can ultimately, at least the idea here, is that we can understand how, at least better, to approach the complexity that comes with trying to build a similar structure on the macro for a whole bunch of people that have their own micro structures that all look different, all behave different and all exist differently. (laughs) And we need each other to do this. We need each other to exist in order to collectively exist. That's kind of what I'm getting at. And I hope some of this makes sense. So yeah. Noticing, knowing, being, maybe doing less, existing, tear it down. I encourage you to tear it down if you need to. Do you need to? What would it look like if you did? What would it look like to know something was incomplete and missing? What would it look like to accept that you can't control anything into existence? What would it look like to actually restructure actually tear it down explode everything what would it look like to accept the brokenness for what it is what would it look like to just exist to just do that can you just do that can we create a society that is built upon interdependency beyond independence Yeah, you can take care of yourself. Great job. Can you take care of the people around you? Can you take care of your family? Can you take care of your society? Can you be there if we need you? Look, we need each other. That's my philosophy. That's what I think. And if we can get to this point of accepting what that means on an individual level, maybe just perhaps... That can lead to things like effective city planning and regenerative agriculture, sustainable industry, sustainable building methods, all of that. We can lead to all of that, but we've got to start super micro, molecular micro. That's what I think. So that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning back in. It has been terrifying getting back into this and so exciting at the same time. And I can't wait to come out with more material and to talk more about all of these other practical and not so practical issues built around sustainability. I've been talking with Bree a lot. Some of you know Bree, who's been involved with the podcast quite a bit. I've been talking with her and we're going to be getting involved with a lot of uh, more clothing material. We're going to be talking a lot about the clothing industry We're going to be talking a lot about the people behind the clothing industry, the industry behind that industry. That's going to be exciting. And many, many, many other things. We're going to be doing more trash pickups. Remember, we have a Twitter account now. Please follow SCPJET on Twitter. Look us up on Instagram. And if you enjoyed what you've heard, please do share. You can find us all over the place. We're on every major outlet except for youtube spread us out if you'd like and i just want to say thank you again for tuning in for listening and being a part of this experience of existing together and individually thank you again guys my name is jet mclaughlin this has been sustainable culture podcast cheers